Hey guys, for this podcast, I have Maddie Nickel. She's a registered dietitian and a nutrition coach, and she also competed in track and field at Penn State University. We dive deep into nutrition, and I think there's a lot to learn for wrestlers or uh, former athletes, really anyone that's interested in nutrition. Also, notably, she's the wife of Bo Nickel, UFC fighter, three-time national champion and world champion at Penn State, and we discuss a little bit of that. I hope you enjoy the podcast and learn something. So, just to start, uh-huh. give everyone like an overview of your college athletics and everything like that. Okay. Oh, like right now? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, I was recruited to Penn State in 2014 okay. to do track and field. Yes. And I had never done, so I was recruited as a heptathlete, but I had never well, done. Heptathlete, so that's five. It's seven. Seven? Seven events. So it's seven events across two days. You did that in, in high school? No. So that's okay. the thing. I only did sprinting, hurdling, and long jump okay. in high school. But just like being an athlete that I was, a lot of the schools I didn't realize in high school, most of the big universities were recruiting me as yeah. heptathlete. And I was like, oh, okay, well, this is cool. That's what crazy, what's crazy about track and field is there's like so many different events. To yeah. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to learn a lot of them my freshman year. So I had to learn high jump. I had to learn um, javelin, shot put. I'd never run an 800 before. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so you're learning these going into college. Yeah. Yeah. My freshman year. Jeez. That's great. Do most people have backgrounds whenever they're going into that or, or do, are there, is there a good chunk of people that are learning how to throw a freaking javelin? Yeah. So that's the advantage. So very few people have a background in the multis pentathlon, which is indoor heptathlon, which yeah. is outdoor. Um, if you do, it's a big advantage. Yeah. I wish I had started dabbling more in the events before I got to college, but I mean, I figured it out. I did a lot of learning to the freshman year, though. I feel like track and field is very uh, uh, similar to combat sports in that um, it's one of those like individual sports. That, yep. And you're not there's not you're not relying on teammates to necessarily do a specific job. For so sure. I've always felt like there's certain sports, individual sports that are very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, mindset wise yeah you agree with that yeah 100 and that's actually one of the things that Bo and i first resonated on in our yeah. conversations was that we both have really high expectations for ourselves yeah. and just you know he did football in high school i played volleyball in high school and then we both ultimately chose the individual route yeah. because we liked the idea of my success and my failures based on what i can do and that's yeah. great in a sense because you're not to, you know, depending on a lot of people, but it's also really harsh because you're really forced to look yourself yeah. in the mirror. Yeah, I know, you know, and be like, oh, that was all me. Like, yeah. and even in track, there's no defense. Like, yeah. I'm not against anybody. It's literally me versus me. I'm in my own lane. I'm running down the runway. I'm holding the shot, but no one's defending me. Right. So, yeah. but, and then in the same way, him going into MMA, I felt like it was very similar to what I do because. He is doing, he's learning multiple different disciplines, yeah. right? But wrestling's his strength, just like me. Long jump hurdles were my strength. So you have to work on those things. Yeah, and you don't want to, you want to, but you have to make sure that your other weak, weaker part, like parts aren't going to yeah. hold you back. So you have to devote time to 
different yeah. things. <laughs> that know? was my next question is, yeah. did that play a role in you and Bo meeting? Obviously, you're Bo Nichols' wife. Yeah. Um, and I, that's how probably most wrestlers will know you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I want to talk about what you're doing now. We'll get into kind of Bo fighting and everything later, but I'm going to get into what you're doing now. You're a nutrition coach. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. So what's a nutrition coach? Yeah. So they're actually, I use that term because it's more recognized, but I'm actually, actually like a certified registered dietitian. Right. Okay. So I went through all the schooling, the internships. Um, I have my master's in nutrition. Um, but yeah, I call myself a nutrition coach basically. So I take on clients and I help them to overall like improve yeah. their nutrition. That's like it. So, my, yeah. my cousin is a, was registered dietitian. Oh, she, nice. she works, she lives in Alaska now. No way. And works with um, the locals there, I guess, for nutri their nutritional needs or whatever. It's all, she lives on a, a Kodiak Island. Oh, that's sick. It was funny because my, I another cousin also lived on Kodiak Island. And I just, just by chance, they ended up on the same island in Alaska. But anyway, so she cool. would always tell me this stuff about nutrition in high school. Uh -huh. And I would just like totally, I wouldn't ignore her. But I would think in my head, I'm like, well, that's not practical for wrestling. And now yeah. I'm like beating myself up thinking if I had just like listened to her, it would yeah. so much easier. Nutrition is something I'm passionate about because it's something I feel like most high school wrestlers, young wrestlers just have no idea about. For or, sure. Um, maybe they do, but maybe they just don't know how to apply it. So it's nice to at least hear from older wrestlers talk about how they wish they would have known about nutrition or whatever. But I would assume you're not usually uh, working with young wrestlers. Who are your clients? Yeah. So actually I was in the performance nutrition field. That's what I did my capstone on um, weight class sports yeah. and nutrition, which was really cool. But then after I decided to leave track and field last spring, I actually felt a passion shift to former athletes. Right. Yeah. And I've actually worked with, so I work with former female athletes and I've worked with wrestlers before, like okay. female wrestlers, because a lot of times when we're coming out of sport, we end up having a warped perspective, especially in wrestling and combat sports, right? A yeah. warped perspective of what food can do for your body. That, that was, that's yeah. the biggest thing with like high school wrestlers mm -hmm. that I know that come out and, and they like spent their whole high school season uh, for four years in high school and they would just like not eat anything and they yes. come out and they just eat everything. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. Right. And that's what a lot of even female athletes do in sport. Right. Because theirs isn't as much of like, even if it's not a weight class sport, there's an aesthetics, there's the gravity defining yeah. component in a lot of the sports. Right. And then on top of that, just being a female in society and, you know, the yeah. the harshness of that in the body, you know, image realm. But um, and then leaving sports and then being like, oh, shoot. So now there's a big change. Yeah. And now you're looking for a coping mechanism, which people oftentimes look for. Yes. you know, food to control or they're struggling with body image because those yeah. things change. And on top of that, your nutrition knowledge might be totally wrong because it might yeah. be from your teammates, from your old coaches, from, you know, whatever. So I, I find it's a good niche. And I have a lot of female friends and like, obviously diet is a huge part mm -hmm. of rest. Yeah. And so they'll ask me and a lot of times I don't have the answers because I don't know. I, yeah. You know, I have my ideas of kind of, you know, what's good and what's bad, but I feel like there's a few things that, went out whenever um former female athletes or um maybe females looking for nutrition advice in general and i always hear like vegetarianism and veganism mm -hmm. are big ones mm -hmm. 
um, which I'm I'm like a I don't like I love meat. <laughs> Same. I have yeah. to have my meat. Um, and and that's one thing I wanted to ask you about. Which, yeah. Because uh, men and women are different nutritionally. Yeah. I think for the most part. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure. Obviously, there's things that are the same, uh-huh. but uh, red meat, meat. What are some myths about maybe red meat in particular, or um, things that I guess you are not allowed in veganism and vegetarianism? What are maybe some myths that that you hear or you know about that people wander into? Yeah, yeah, I think. It's just people hearing about plant-based and vegan, yeah. vegetarian, and, you know, the media or whatever claiming, hey, this is the healthiest route to go. Yeah. And people are like, okay, well, I'm, you know, ultimately, I think people are doing their best, right? With the yeah. knowledge that they're given from whatever, right? And then I do also want to acknowledge that if that's something that you're, that you are interested in, like, you can do a good job yeah. as a vegan and vegetarian. However... It takes a lot more effort, right? Because, yeah. um, you know, plant proteins are incomplete proteins. So you really have to make sure that you're getting a variety of things. Um, there are a lot so, of. So, so protein is not like pea protein and whey protein, not the same. So, right. And so, can you explain that a little bit? Because that's another thing that I hear. And I don't know the answer to it is everyone's like, well, it's protein, protein's protein. And, and mm-hmm. I don't think that's true. But what, so, what's. Whenever I have like two different proteins, what are the differences between those nutritionally, I guess? Yeah. So basically to put it in like even more layman's terms, if you think about animal-based products like meat, chicken, eggs, um, dairy, that's like if you're building a house and the whole construction crew is there. Okay. Right. So, but when we look at plant proteins, so we look at um, um, like beans or quinoa or... um, you know, all the, all the other plant proteins, whatever that they are like, someone's bringing the hammers, someone's bringing the things to do the electric. Right. So you can. And then, so to build muscle, to function optimally as a human, we need to make sure that we have all those because they're amino acids, right. For those who have a nutrition uh, biology background. So the different amino acids, um, you would need to have a different variety of plant proteins. Yes. So there are a lot of protein powders that will, create that blend for you okay. right so that you do get that uh full blend of uh okay. of protein but um it is more challenging and then same thing like you go out and then you find out that oreos are vegan right so not every <laughs> yeah. plant-based product is like yeah. nutritionally dense and good for you so yeah. if you're in the airport and you're like oh shoot i'm a vegan and now i didn't bring a snack then you kind of start to get and then people under eat right so yes if there are just a lot of obstacles with that. Um, and then on top of that, I'll say that there's that red meat is demonized and it's, it's un- so unfortunate because it is so nutrient dense. Like yeah. if you look at the density of like a chart of all the different um, valuable vitamins and minerals that we need as humans, yeah, the common sources that we find all of those things in the highest density is like red meat, liver, Jeez. right? So it's just a shame that it's been so demonized when it's so, it, again, it's so nutrient dense. And I mean, there's a lot of other. Yeah. It, it, but. That, so I, there's a couple places I want to go. One, mm-hmm. I went vegan for like a month mm-hmm. and it wasn't because I wanted to necessarily, but there was that documentary or whatever yeah. on Netflix. I forget what it's called. Yeah. Game, Game Changers. Changers. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I was watching it and I was looking at, I was watching it with some people and I'm looking at it 
and me knowing in my head yeah. that because they interview like a bodybuilder and all this stuff, and I'm like, this is bullcrap. Like, yeah. there's something wrong with what is going on here. Yeah. This is just not. First off, the bodybuilder was definitely on steroids. <laughs> um, they always are. Yeah. And so I was just saying, well, I, I really don't think that this is a good nutrition. And they and basically the people that I was uh, with said, well, why don't you try it? Yeah. If you've never tried it, and I yeah. said, okay, that's a good point. Uh-huh. So uh, I went vegan for three weeks, uh-huh. maybe four weeks, and um, it was difficult. Yeah. I actually lost a lot of weight. Which okay. Was, scary for a wrestler yeah because you're trying to keep your weight at yep. a certain point yeah and i felt okay but then over the like the rest of the season it like it affected me long term yeah. i felt really bad for the rest of the season yeah um after going vegan i feel mm-hmm. like I, because I, I missed out on like i think probably three weeks to four weeks of some serious nutrition that i need right yeah um but anyway I'm looking at all these snacks and stuff, trying to find vegan stuff. Yeah. And um, just because it says vegan doesn't mean it's healthy. Exactly. Because And that's a, a myth that I think a lot of people, they, they yeah. see, you know, a vegan Oreo yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And they grab that thinking that that's a healthy Oreo. Right. It's not. And, and you look on the back of all some of these vegan snacks or, or mm-hmm. even vegan replacements, like the mm-hmm. plant-based meat stuff. And right. All these different chemicals. And I have no idea yeah. what they are. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess, would you have any warnings for people that are going to try to get vegan snacks? If you are vegan or you are vegetarian, is yeah. it only whole foods? Yeah. I mean, well, that would be my basic recommendation, right? Yeah. Is to stick with whole foods like fruits, vegetables, nuts and seeds, yeah. beans. Like even if you have to get them from a can, right? Like yeah. those types of hacks. Um, But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, ultimately very highly processed foods. You can't so- track of all the chemicals. Yeah, right. There, there's a lot going on, and um, again, it, it's it's possible. Like, I yeah. do want to make it that clear, but it's just it takes a lot of effort, yeah. and and I just think everyone is a little bit different. Like, some people might do that and they feel good, or in yeah. some people, it's like there that's a lot of fiber, right? Like, that's a lot of fiber. So it takes a long time for a system to get um to get acclim- acclimated, and yeah. then I also want to note on top of that that. Um, B12 is something that's super important for all of our energy uh, like yes. production and it can only be found in meat. So a lot of people that huh. go vegan and vegetarian and then they're tired all the time. And I'm yeah. like, where are you? T-? Like you have to supplement B12. Like, okay. so if you aren't, <laughs> then yeah. it's like, you're getting no B12. Yeah. You're getting no vitamin B12. So, um, and on top of that, probably getting a multivitamin, right? Because like you said, yeah. you're not, you're missing out on a lot of really high nutrient dense foods. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's just tough. And I don't even really know a lot of plant-based, I mean, uh, products, but I would again, stick to the whole foods, the beyond burgers weird me out. Like the I, fake I, meats weird me out. Meat, it, was, <laughs> it was, they were doing their best to make it seem like real. For cheap, sure. For sure. But it was really eerie. Yeah. Because and then they're not, like coloring it like with yeah. stuff and I don't it's, know. it's not it's not natural yeah and so i don't understand why people so i guess on like if you're morally mm-hmm. a vegan right. you know I, mm-hmm. I guess i would understand that but for me nutritionally i would never understand based on what you're saying yeah uh if, if you're looking for like the best nutrition and i guess some people have allergies and stuff whatever yeah but um yeah i mean um yeah meat very important obviously why is like red meat in particular and um 
animal products, why are those demonized, I guess? What are the criticisms of? Yeah, so the main criticism I would say of red meat is the saturated fat um, that, you know, they're linking to um, uh, obesity, high cholesterol, you know, all these biomarkers. But there's a lot of good resources coming out now that are showing that a lot of the research that is claiming all these things has a bit of a um, has a bit of a bias in the sense where they're looking at like animal uh, based diets or I shouldn't say animal based diets, but, you know, um, standard diets that include meat of the standard American diet, which is like going to Burger King. Like yeah. they're looking because a lot the, the most people yeah. consume animal products. Just getting the red meat at Burger King. Exactly. Say. But like where if you do studies that are showing um, you know, people that are including animal products in their diet, specifically red meat, but they're yeah. eating also whole foods that are working out, that are also health conscious people. Like yeah. I think that that would be a different study where again, so like if you're looking at plant-based people they're typically health conscious people. They're typically people that are outdoors, they're hiking, yes. they're doing a lot of, they're managing their stress, right? But not the standard American, which we know For is sure. is a problem, the standard yeah. American diet. So it's called the sad diet, you know? So yeah, it's, it's yeah. and I think like a sedentary lifestyle is a big issue. Oh, hundred percent. Um, So it all like, I think there's a tendency for people to look at a study and say, oh, this is the problem. Mm-hmm. Really, there's like 10 different things that go into yeah you know, the obesity epidemic and everything like that mm-hmm. i i just bought 280 pounds of beef yeah um from somebody uh-huh. like grass-fed grass-finished and so i've eaten beef for like two weeks straight now <laughs> nice. i feel great so it's doing, <laughs> yeah it's doing good yeah uh, that's yeah. like my that's my main meal um so uh so we have red meat we have pork we have chicken and then we also have fish uh-huh can you explain a few of the differences between fish and the, I guess, the ground meats? Yeah. So I guess um, a lot of the fish, well, like when I'm looking at variety, right? That's what I kind of preach when it comes to protein because they yeah. all offer different vitamins and minerals because they're yeah. from different locations and they're just yes. different animals. They're consuming different things. Um, but when I look at fish, I look at a lot of the fats that they offer and that's why they're included more in like the Mediterranean diet because that that salmon, the smash fish, right? They have a lot of omega-3s, which helps to decrease inflammation. And for our joints, they it promotes brain health. Like omega-3s are just like a lot of people disagree on things, but yeah, omega-3s yeah. are something that most people, like I would think most people in the nutrition world yeah. agree on, okay. are really good for us. Okay. So that's that's kind of what I say with that. And again, they offer different vitamins and minerals that like can again, help you to have a well-rounded diet. But yeah. overall, I would say like, that's what I mainly look at when I make sure like, hey, let's make sure we're getting like salmon in once or twice a week, right? Okay. Yeah. All right, so um, so you work with uh, retired female athletes, mm-hmm. I guess. So they're, so they're not athletes anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, rewind real quick mm-hmm. for anyone that may get used to this. There's something I always hear called the female athlete triad. Yes. Can you explain that? Yeah, yeah. So. Well, the female athlete triad is basically, and for those who are not females listening, stick with me because one, you are surrounded likely by females because you're probably married to one and you might have daughters. So, um, so it's essentially when a female is not eating enough, then the first thing to go is reproductive health. So, um, because basically it needs to start 
shunting. It needs to start uh, like partitioning energy to different systems that yes. are necessary for survival. Rep reproductive is not one. So that shuts down. That impacts hormones, which ultimately, so that's the, and then, then there's the um, bone health piece. So yeah. hormones impact our bone health and it decreases our bone mineral density. So the triad is energy deficiency, um, reproductive health, and bone health. But what they're finding now is that it's not limited strictly to women. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. So um, what they've discovered now, there's a new, oh, I shouldn't say a new model, but a, a model that has spun off from the female athlete triad called Red S, which is relative energy deficiency in sport. Okay. Yes. So I actually gave a presentation to the team on this this yes. year. Um, and it's basically when you're not, it's the same thing, right? So yes. they're showing when you're not eating enough for, so when the energy out is more than the energy in, yes. your body has to start partitioning energy to different spaces. So it might be taking energy away from your cardiovascular system, from your yeah. muscular system, from your immunity, from um, your concentration, your metabolism. And that if you can imagine, is not helpful for performance nor lifelong sure. health and development, especially if you're looking at adolescent wrestlers yeah. who need so much energy and they're in a development phase and they're exercising and they're not eating enough, right? So that's just like my two cents. And that's why I was really passionate and that's why I did my capstone yeah. on this because I am really passionate about making sure that you know, I understand, I, believe me, I understand the nature of like yeah. the weight cutting, right? But we need to make sure that we're really, you know, intentional about what we're and, eating. And this so. can affect uh, men and women of all ages. Like, Correct. In high school is where I feel like the dangers of poor nutrition are particular, uh, particularly dangerous, I yeah. guess, because mm -hmm. that's when, like you said, people are growing and developing. Mm -hmm. And they still are in college, but even more so in high school. Like, yep. For sure, people stunt their growth and everything. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I didn't know that there was this thing with man i guess it makes mm -hmm. it would make sense yeah um but yeah that's interesting so eat enough food mm -hmm. is the basic uh yeah it's the basic takeaway yeah but then after college oh and, and just to rewind for a second i would imagine particularly with females that like body image has a lot to do with the female athlete triad red s and yeah. all that stuff because I would imagine one of the main reasons people don't eat enough is because of body image. Would you yeah. agree with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why the gravity-defying, the aesthetic sports are particularly of high risk for female athlete triad and weight, yes. and weight class sports, yes. right? So we look at gymnastics, we look at track and field with the yeah. tight uniforms, swimming and diving, um, any like gravity-defying sports, gymnastics, and then weight class sports like um, you know, wrestling, any combat sport, but yeah. then like rowing, horseback riding, like all yeah. those things where it's advantageous to be lighter. Yeah. Those people are at particular risk. And they've actually renamed the female athlete triad to the male and female athlete triad. Okay. Because of that. So yeah. yeah. Um yeah. yeah, I mean the body and the body image is not mm -hmm. limited to women. It's it, it's also guys for sure. For sure. For Especially sure. in our time where social media is like the huge thing yeah you know everyone's posting pictures and stuff and mm -hmm. i always say like i use social media now because i have a business and you know there's all this different stuff going on if i could just delete my social media i would oh i know so i know nice. um but it's it's kind of a reality of where we live in so we gotta yep. be careful with that um so moving on to after college mm -hmm. you have um i think one thing i noticed that you post about is like people's relationship mm -hmm. with food and with their nutrition stuff mm -hmm. 
Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. So I believe that a healthy diet includes not only understanding like nutrition, but also having a good relationship with food. Because yeah. like I said, it's just, it's so common. Again, I focus a lot on sports uh, with females coming out and either having a warped perspective because of the body image piece, because they never had the resources or, you know, in the combat sports and the male sports, because yeah. they're trying to uh, make, they're trying to put on weight, right. Or yeah. they're trying to become more muscular, more toned. And they're doing it in ways that they found on social media. They found that and it really impacts. And then there's all the macro counting. There's the calorie counting. There's I don't count on that. There's too. Thank you. I, I can't glad that do you don't. I'm glad. Yeah, that's totally fine because it <laughs> yeah. really what the the calorie counting, the macro counting, the fad diets. What a lot of those things do is it makes food very transactional. And mm -hmm. if you think about like the way God intended us to enjoy food, yeah, like that's not like we have an innate ability to be able to count our own calories if sure. we're able to tune into our hunger and fullness signals that's that's right? the, i like eyeball it and yeah. i don't understand whenever people count their calories so i was like well i mean are we going down to the number like you can kind of eyeball it and see how much that is oh it's assume. so tough Especially yeah. I've been eating my whole life. I'm an expert on eating. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, uh, Nick Lee Cooks. Yes, Nick Lee Cooks. That's right. I haven't posted in a while. But yeah, I mean, it's, uh, people will get very bogged down in how many carbs am I getting? How many calories I'm getting? When mm -hmm. I think if you just spend some time not counting and seeing how you feel, and like mm -hmm. you said, like your, your fullness signals and all mm -hmm. that stuff, it, you can, it, it becomes a little bit easier. Yeah. So, yeah. Having a good relationship with food, and then I guess for body image as well, for mm -hmm. men and women. Yeah. Do you have any tips for people on how to manage, I guess, that whole world? Because that's yeah. a, it's a dangerous world. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I would say from a strict, like from a body image perspective. Yeah. Um, I think we already touched on it, so I'll talk about that. Like sure. detoxing your social media. Yes. And just like recognizing you don't have to follow anybody you can mute people and like unfollow yeah. people that make you feel some type of way about your body yeah. or if you notice you're on social media and then you get off and you're really self-critical mm -hmm. um that's another piece and then also the the self-talk portion like stop topic like talking crap on yourself like yeah. in the mirror and just see how that actually starts to yeah. impact the way you feel about yourself that right works people like think that's a myth but yeah you just have to do it, it yeah it, it sounds cheesy right like it at first cheesy but yeah it works yeah and like affirmations right like i'm strong like reminding yourself like what your body's actually doing for you yeah um and then on top of that taking good care of yourself right yes. that's my biggest take-home message like if you want a good relationship with your body think of it like any other relationship that you have like you have to take care of it you have to like Go spend time with it. Like, that's why I say, like, move your body. Like, yeah. go out for a walk. Go find an exercise, you know, routine that you like. Yeah. And then, like, take care of it. Make sure you're um, getting enough sleep. Make sure you're getting enough water. Make yeah. sure that you're eating a balanced diet, right? So it's yeah. a lot easier to have a good relationship with something that you've been yeah. taking care of and you feel like you're listening to and responding to. And then at the end of the day, like, if you don't like what you see in the mirror, like, you can say, take it back to your behaviors. Like, yes. am I taking good care of myself? Yeah. And if the answer is yes, then it's like, then what else can I do? Yeah. Right. Like I'm doing the best I can. Yeah. And, and then if the answer is no, then like thinking like, okay, I need to maybe, you know, sleep more. I need to yes. start working out maybe an extra day a week because I feel like kind of bogged down and just kind of bringing it back to the way that you feel. Yeah. Right. Whenever I get upset with myself, there's almost always like something that I can do. 
Yeah. And yeah. I find out that I'm not doing that. I'm like, okay, yeah. I guess I should probably take responsibility for that. Right. Right. So, exactly. Yeah. So there's kind of that practical piece that people like, because at the end of the day, your weight, your aesthetic is not a behavior. No. So, and that's where a lot of, you know, the weight stigma comes in like the medical world too. It's like, you know, being overweight is a risk for all these things. It's like, okay, well, it's not, yes, maybe being overweight, but it's more so like, what are those habits maybe that are leading to yeah. that, right? Or like, so what can we change? Or if they are living a healthy lifestyle, but a little yeah. bit heavier, some people have great biomarkers and they're yeah. fine, right? So it's just like also understanding that the way that you look is not indicative of your overall health. Yeah, so, and I one thing I can't stand is like whenever everyone is talking talks about like a number on scale. Yes. Oh, I throw out the scales. Yeah. yeah <laughs> well, scales. if you're a wrestler, I get it. But <laughs> but whenever I'm not, whenever I'm outside of competition. And if it's, you know, more than a month and a half out mm -hmm. for whatever, I like don't step on scale. Yeah. Because it's not. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> the number is not important. What's important is how you feel. Yeah. And, and, you know, those kind of results. Yeah. And I feel like people think of, okay, well, this number on the scale is healthy. Yeah. And just totally forgetting about how they feel. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's been an issue. But I think it, it's kind of, I am a little bit hopeful because I feel like over the last couple of years, particularly after the COVID fiasco, mm -hmm. that people are getting a lot more conscious of their own health mm -hmm. and nutrition. And mm -hmm. I feel like there's been like a, a rise in interest in this kind of thing. So yeah. hopefully people kind of are, you know, looking out for this kind of thing. And I yeah. think some of the stuff you've said has been very helpful, but I want to talk about um, bow fighting and everything yeah. now. Yeah. From your perspective, uh -huh. <laughs> I mean, there's a serious chance that he gets rocked in the face. <laughs> Most likely not because I know Bo, he's very disciplined. Yeah. And a lot of these guys are street fighters and I don't think they're going to touch him, but yeah. I mean, you have to think about that. Yeah. I mean, I do. I think, I feel like this at this point in his career, like before he steps in the octagon, my the fear that I have comes more so from like actually not from him getting hurt, but just yeah. from him like he works so hard and I yeah. know what his goals are. Like yeah. I just want him to do well. Like I want him yeah. and I know how it feels, right? Like I know sure. how it feels to have my own expectations going into something. And again, I don't play defense, so I have a little bit more control over what I'm doing, but yeah. When there's someone else in the ring with you and you know anything can happen yeah. i just want to make sure like i'm more concerned about like sounds she's like i'm more concerned about like his heart yeah. than like anything right now but i mean talk to me and like sure. you know when he's yeah. fighting top 10 guys like that's a very real thing um but my only other comfort from when he's fighting more league guys is because you know I, again his his groundwork his jujitsu is Wrestling is so yeah. good. Like I'm so confident that Bo could take anyone to the ground and yeah. hold him there no matter what. So I'm just like, he, yes, he's getting a lot better and he's already a, better than so many people on his feet. Yeah. But like he can take anyone to the ground, like a grown sure. man to the ground and hold him there and they will not get up. Sure. Right. Like and you know more about MMA than most guys that will start this podcast. <laughs> uh, even the, the MMA fans. Oh. <laughs> I, so are you like a, are you kind of, whenever he's fighting, are you, like the silent watcher or are you screaming and stuff? What's the, so I'm the silent watcher when I watch other people, like I got to watch Anthony fight. Yeah. I got to watch Moose fight, um, this year. And I was like, I, oh my gosh, after Moose's fight. And for those who don't know, Moose was like a national champion boxer at Penn yeah. state. He trains with Bo and Anthony at American top team. And Oh, my head 
hurt so bad because yes. I was screaming for him. And that was also because the guy I was fighting was in his hometown. It was yeah, so annoying. Yeah. But anyway, so when I watch Bill, I'm pretty I'm much a silent. Guy. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a silent a silent person. I'll like, yeah. yell for him when he first comes out. Yeah. But then that's pretty much it yeah. for me. Yeah. And uh, I've yeah. been like dying to get to one of these fights. Yeah, you have to. Except I'm a wrestler, so I always have wrestling stuff. So <laughs> hopefully, I retire soon, and then I'll yeah, you gotta retire for that reason. More of that stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of feel the same. Whenever, whenever I actually wrestle or compete, I don't really get that nervous. Like, yeah, it's kind of whatever. Mm-hmm. It, um, it you know, it it's just kind of what I do. And yeah. Whenever I have two brothers, one of them's done wrestling, the other yeah. one has more wrestling to go. But whenever they competed, oh. I was a, I was. A Yes, I had to leave the room. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't think I've actually watched them wrestle because I get so because I want no to be good. And like you said, it's not about them getting hurt or something. I just want them to yeah. feel good about themselves. And, yeah, uh, do well. So yeah, that is tough. But um, how does speaking nutritionally? Uh-huh. How does nutrition in your household work? Yeah, with you know you being a nutrition coach and oh yeah. fighting all the time, obviously. Yeah. How how does it all work? Yeah, so are you, are you do you uh <laughs> tell him what he's eating? Um so I would say that like Bo of all I mean I don't want to generalize all wrestlers yeah. here, but like I would say of all wrestlers has a good understanding of yes. nutrition. So um before I came into the picture, I feel like there was he was doing a good job. He actually has another nutrition coach that he works with. So yeah. um he has a lot of groundwork and also a lot of like the nitty-gritty details that his nutrition coach um helps with but um yeah i would say that i'm in mainly control of nutrition situation in the nickel household um so i do all of the like grocery shopping and Bo doesn't he is very opinionated but also like doesn't like making day-to-day decisions like yes. he's a he's a big picture guy i yes. think and i handle the day-to-day so i'm, I'm like the, i'm the same way are you yeah so and even yeah. like what he wears right like he wants yeah. a black t-shirt he wants pants so yeah but um those look nice but um so that's the same with nutrition but i'm like hey what do you want to eat this week and he's and i already know now that like yeah. he doesn't really care so yeah. um but i know some of the things he prefers and doesn't prefer but i would say the the main influences I feel like I've had on both since we met is um breakfast. Okay. And that was something that Did you eat breakfast before? Not really. I like, eat breakfast right now. We do you not? Well, it Why? depends. I will have like I'll have my coffee and Ugh. a lot of times it has milk in it. Yeah. So in my head I'm like, oh that's <laughs> that's, that's nutrition. So, but then I, I've started eating breakfast over yeah. the last uh couple of months because yeah. I think it I get better um performance out of it but, yeah exactly yeah, but before for years i just like haven't eaten breakfast till like, yeah till sometimes 11 o'clock really I don't eat, yeah so i'll say though you train in the afternoons though right yes okay so that's like at least you're getting you would be getting a meal in uh-huh. before but also like imagine if you had yeah two meals in so right saying, so yeah. it just it's just a missed opportunity to get in more nutrition right yeah. you're getting in more nutrients more protein and your daily protein you know, needs are already Huge. elevated. So, you know, to miss the opportunity in the morning to to get that nutrition is yeah. like a bummer. But that's how I was with Bo. And especially it, when he was putting on weight, that was kind of like a different story. There was a lot going on. But now, I mean, he trains twice a day, he trains in the morning MMA and in the afternoon, he trains wrestling a lot. So, um, but yeah, I mean, going in on a two hour practice on just a banana is yeah. or nothing is, is tough on your body. And 
Um, men, I will say, can get away with like fasted cardio and things more than yeah. women, just hormonally and the way our bodies work. Uh -huh. But it it's it's different if if you were going in and trying to actually lose fat and lose muscle mass, like maybe that would be okay. Yeah. But he's trying to perform. Like he's actually has goals and wants to do well, right? So. Yeah. To have the carbohydrates in his system, a little bit of protein, a little bit of fats, some color, right? Um, it's it's better. And he will say that. And so what we found out is that a smoothie in the morning is great. A smoothie yeah. or a yogurt bowl, something go. that's easy to get down, right? He doesn't yeah. have a huge meal, but something, right? That's what I've started getting for my breakfast. Mm -hmm. I get yogurt with like some granola. Yeah. And yeah. that's good for me. And I... I I'm sure it helps my gut. Body yeah, everything, for sure. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. oh, definitely. Sweet. Yeah. Um, when's his next fight? It's soon, right? So, no. So he, oh, you're, he Well, first off, you're pregnant. Yeah. So congratulations <laughs> on that. Thanks. Totally <laughs> flew over that for a while. So. Yeah, that's his, that's his next big event. Yeah. <laughs> I would imagine. So, both yeah. of dad, I don't know how that's going to I know, I know. a great father, but yeah, um, that's really cool. So, it is the plan to kind of wait and then schedule yeah. fights after yeah so i don't know if i think he's like said this other places i don't know if this is a, your, your first situation but like yeah we love to break yeah we love to break news but um no yeah he, he's considering fighting in like november december but at this yeah. point is just is like probably gonna push till the spring yeah um just i mean he's had five fights in the past like year or so yeah, something like kick, that yeah so and yeah. again he's so new into the sport so he just kind of wants to take time and train and you know that's the difference i think between him and a lot of other fighters yeah. right like so um he wants to just learn more about the sport and get better and then um and just take some time i mean he wants to hunt right this yeah. fall and things um we just have a lot of things coming down the pipeline especially a child so <laughs> the big one yeah so um at the end of the year so um yeah i think and then you know he wants to just be with me and eventually yeah. you know be with the baby so um and then get back to training you know which is nice i mean he trains um very close to where we live so yeah that's uh that's convenient so i think it'll be easy for him to get back into it after the baby though that's awesome yeah sweet yeah well, awesome so we went through a lot of nutritional stuff is there anything that you would like to add do you want to plug your nutrition coaching or yeah yeah i can plug it so well so my instagram for my nutrition coaching is mad fuel m-a-d period f-u-e-l and again i do gear towards former female athletes but i also post a lot of nutrition and that's my niche right those are the yeah. clients i work with but i post a lot of meal inspiration yeah. um i also I got the spicy burger bowl from you i eat that like <laughs> It's so good, right? Yeah. Well, I have the avocado brownies from you, so those are yeah, stellar. Those, really those are amazing. I make those all the time. Um, now you have to post them because yes. I mentioned them. I but um, I also post, again, if you're interested about the body image, about the relationship with food pieces, if you are find yourself in a diet cycle where you're like dieting and then it fails, the diet, like that's the stuff that I kind of work with. Yeah. Um, so that's men and women, right? But I had to niche down. So those I yeah. niche into former female athletes and yeah. those are the people I resonate with most. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's my for, coaching. For people who feel like they need help, would you, I mean, obviously you can only help so many people. Yeah. Um, do you recommend that they go see a dietitian and like talk to a dietitian? Yeah. I mean, that's one thing that I wish that I had taken advantage of. Yes. So. Yeah, absolutely. And look for a dietitian, right? Like yes. don't look for, again, I say I'm a nutrition coach, but that's yes. for layman's terms, but look at their credentials, make sure yeah. it's not, this is not a diss, but, uh, you know, strength and conditioning coaches yeah. are not certified 
you know, yes. registered yeah. dietitian. So yeah. go with someone that really has done the background work and is certified and, and knows their stuff. Um, because, and understanding nutrition in and of itself can help to heal a lot of those things and yes. eating in a balanced nutri nutrient dense way that helps you be at your set point weight, helps you reach your performance goals is not that hard. It's yeah. a lot simpler than you think. Well, so I'll say it's, it can be hard, but it's simpler than you think. It's not the trends. It's not the fad diets. It's not the, whatever your influencers doing on Instagram. It's a lot um, more basic than that, but it does require intention and some background yeah. knowledge and a little bit of discipline. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. It's always like, it's always feels complicated, but mm -hmm. then once you get it going, Keep it's it like, simple. Oh, this, is, this is too bad. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. But Sweet. yeah. Thank you, Maddie. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Happy to be here.